Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and today I'm doing yet another episode live on Clubhouse with a couple friends of mine here who are going to help me by reading out a couple of examples of the sounds that we're going to look at. Because there's a distinct possibility that they may have some difficulties in their pronunciation, which you may also resonate with. And so we're going to hear how I read this out, hear how they read this out, and see what adjustments we can make to get everyone on the same page. Well, this sound that we're going to talk about today is the A sound. The A sound found in first in my name, like Patrick. Ah, Patrick. And another A that we hear in words like man, can, ram, plan. These have this an kind of sound in it, and we want to see exactly how you can adjust that to your own speech as well. These sounds are what we call the short A and the modified short A. The short A makes that sound ah. The modified short A, aya. Before I get right into those today, I would just like to mention something. This podcast, check it out on whatever podcast app you're listening to or whatever podcast apps you like, Spotify, Pandora, it's all over the place. Make sure that you check it out on there and make sure that you hit subscribe or follow or just give it a thumbs up or or write a little comment and say, Say what you think. Say, I don't like this. This is terrible. This guy has an annoying voice. Or say, this is wonderful. This helped me get a job. This helped me get a promotion, a a raise. Now I'm buying a boat. I'd like to hear those things as well. So write a little comment. It makes this stand out just a little better in terms of the podcasts. And then more people can find it. And then more people can learn. Getting into this here. The short A and modified short A sounds. Two different A sounds. Let's get a feel for them. First off, the ah. The ah found in my name, Patrick. I make it by dropping my jaw down quite a bit and by bringing my tongue up high in the back of my mouth. Kind of to the point where my tongue, the back of my tongue, is kind of touching my top teeth. Ah. Let's just get a feel for this real quick. Adriana, could I also hear you make that same sound there? Just that, ah. Ah. Good. And Habib, could I also hear you make the same sound? Ah. Ah. Good. You both got that just fine. Not a terribly difficult one. The tricky thing that a lot of people who may have learned British English growing up So maybe people coming from Europe or people coming from Asia. I find a lot of people in these places will use the British short A, like ah, ah. What happens in this case is just that your tongue is not going quite as high up. If you get a sound like ah, then your tongue may be a little bit low in your mouth. And we want to just make sure that the middle of the tongue is pointed upwards and the back of the tongue is also pointed upwards to get that nice, clear, ah, ah. Adriana, here's just a couple words. If you could repeat a couple quick phrases after me here. Could I hear 
the word that. That. Good. And then could I hear you say, that's it. That's it. Good. Very good. And Habib, here's a phrase as well. Could I hear you say the word sat? Sat. Good. And then could I hear sat down? Sat down. Perfect. So the both of you are getting a very good sound with this. I want to point out that there's one difficulty I notice a lot of people make with Spanish speakers. And also I notice this with a lot of people coming from Arabic-speaking countries and people from Eastern Europe as well. People will often pronounce the ah like an eh. Instead of saying the word mad, for example, they may say something like med. Like, I'm so med about this. Med. This is a super common difficulty. And the difference is in just how much you drop your jaw down and how high your tongue is in the back of your mouth. Mad. Med. Ah. Lot of your tongue is high up in the back. Your jaw drops down deeply. Eh. Eh. Doesn't drop down quite as deeply. Could I hear you say the two words sad and said? Sad, said. Sad, said. Good. And could I hear you say, I'm sad about what she said? I'm sad about what she said. There you go. So getting that distinct vowel sound. Very clear there. And Habib, here's a couple for you as well, sir. Taxes and Texas. Taxes, Texas. Taxes, Texas. Very good. And could I hear you say... Pay lower taxes in Texas. Pay lower taxes in Texas. Good. Very good. So far, anybody following along could hear clearly this ah sound. It's pretty solid sound. Not a terribly difficult one. And that's why we're going to step things up a notch. Because this one here, not too tough. Ah, ah. We'll see some more examples of this shortly. I want to show you some new muscle memory today, which is imperative to the American accent. What this is, is, as I mentioned, the modified short A. First off, a short A, the ah sound, is what we have when we have an A in a word, and it's not being affected by other vowel sounds. So, for example, when we have, like, the word cat, C-A-T, there's no other vowels there. But then when we add an E at the end, then we get Kate. And some people named Catherine will spell their names like that. C-A-T-E, Kate. Another thing as well, the word back. Ah, short A sound. Ah. If we change it and we put an E at the end to B-A-K-E instead of B-A-C-K, now we've got a long A sound. Bake, bake. The long A, I made an episode about that a couple weeks ago, so... Not going to get into it today, but the point is, a short A sound is an A unaffected by other vowels. Now, here's when we modify this. Here's where this American twangy sound comes in. When a short A is followed by an N or an M, we change the sound a little bit from the A in the word that, chapter, to be an A, like in the word spam, plan, banana. Notice how I said that? It wasn't banana, but banana. Plan. What's the plan? 
Not what's the plan, but what's the plan? This is a tricky thing that all of you are totally capable of developing. I have indeed seen people from all over the world pick this up. And I have also seen people who have lived in the United States for years not pick this up just because they don't know what Americans are doing. They know it sounds a little bit different, but they don't know why. So let's find out how you can do this. Here's what we're doing here. As I mentioned, when we make that ah sound, the tongue is high up in the back, low down in the front. Ah, ah. When we make this transition from the ah to the mm, we have the tongue going from high up in the back to it kind of lowers down a little bit, and then it rises up in the front to make the N. So we're transitioning from the A to the N. And we make this sound A-N, A-N, as if it's like an A and then Y-U-N, A-N. This is a slow motion pronunciation I'm doing, by the way. This is super slow motion. But let's get a feel for that slow motion kind of sound. Adriana, can I hear you say just that sound alone there? A-yun. A-yun. Good. And Habib, could I hear the same from you? A-yun. A-yun. There we are. Now, short A followed by an N, we're going to make that A-yun. If we have a short A followed by an M, we're going to make it A-yum. A-yum. So we hear this. Let's put this into a couple of words now. Uh, first, Adriana, could I hear the word tayun? Tayun. Tayun. That was good because it was slow motion. That's what we want to let your muscles adjust. And Habib, could I hear you say the word bayund? Bayund. You got it. Very exaggerated. I like it. And Adriana, here's one with an M. Could I hear the word skayum? Skayum. Not bad at all. And Habib, here's one for you. Is useful to say when you're talking to a lady, ma'am. Like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Can I hear that? Ma'am. Ma'am. There you go. M A apostrophe A M. Ma'am. Ma'am. Useful little phrases there. We're going to practice these a whole bunch. Quick little phrase. Uh, again, Adriana, could I hear you say, I understand. I understand. There's a slight difficulty, and this is a common one that we run into. People will make this a little bit too nasal sometimes and say it kind of like, stand. What's happening there is just that your jaw could be dropped down a little bit more to make that instead of stand, but stay, stand, stand. Could I hear it alone just the sound like a-yun? A-yun. And then just alone the word stand. Stand. There we go. And then all together understand. Understand. Good stuff, good stuff. It's a tricky one. Keep at it. This A-N kind of sound, it develops with muscle memory practice. So keep at it, because, hey, that's what we're doing here. Well, here's another one here, Mr. Habib, just to see 
to keep moving forward, another common word, animal. Can I hear that? Animal. 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 Aha, uh-huh, real exaggerated. Yep. Could I hear you say now, here's just in a quick phrase. Could I hear you say, we trapped the wild animal? We trapped the w- wild animal. Good. Trapped the wild animal. Sounding good. Sounding good. So as you can see, a, a, a very common sound. I'm going to read out a handful of longer phrases with this now. Just to keep stepping this up, we just want to make sure that your muscles can start adjusting to this because once you start feeling for this, you'll start hearing it all over the place. You'll start hearing people all over using this same kind of sound. So first, Adriana, could I hear you say the word Spanish? Spanish. Spanish. Aha. And so here's the entire phrase. Learning Spanish can advance your plans. Learning Spanish can advance your plans. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. Good stuff. Advance your plans. Very good. That American sound, twangy sound, coming through nicely. Could I hear the word Habib, uh, the two words, traffic jam, traffic jam. Traffic jam. Do you know what is a traffic jam? I think it's unstuck. Uh, Like when traffic gets stuck? Yeah. I agree with you, my brother. Yes, sir. A traffic jam is when you're on the highway and all the traffic stops. All the cars just stop moving forward. It gets stuck. Doesn't move. Traffic jam. Very good. Here's a quick little phrase here if you want to repeat after me. Can I hear you say... Jan ran behind schedule due to a traffic jam. Jan ran behind the schedule due to traffic jam. A little more traffic jam. Traffic jam. Traffic jam. Aha, uh-huh, there you go. You got it, buddy. You got it. You see there the first time it came out a little bit kind of like gem. Gem. But the second we stretched out the vowel to get something a little more like jam, jam. Good, good stuff. We'll go through another two sentences here. So, Adriana, here's another tricky one. Can I hear you say, the man plans on running a scam from his tan van? The man plans on running a scam from his tan van. Sounding good. And then, Habib, one more phrase here I'll give you. Uh, one more of these tricky ones. You got a pretty good tan in the vast land of sun and sand. So let's see that. Could I hear that one there? You got a pretty good tan in the vast land of sun and sand. Aha, you got it. You got it. 
Very good job on stretching those out, getting a good feel for those. Just to add in a couple more here, I'm going to read out a couple of quick tongue twisters. Uh, I'm not going to have you folks read these ones along with me just because, well, tongue twisters are confusing over Clubhouse. But I will add them into the description of this podcast episode afterwards, so feel free to check that. Here we've got one here. So, how can a clam cram in a clean cream can? You hear that there? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? All of those, am, am. It's not an am. It's not clam cram in the American accent, but clam cram, am. I'll give you one more of these uh, here. This is a really fun one. How many cans can a cannibal nibble if a cannibal can nibble cans? As many cans as a cannibal can nibble if a cannibal can nibble cans. Tricky, tricky, tricky little phrases, tricky tongue twisters. But as I mentioned, you'll find these in the description of this podcast episode. Check them out because they're totally worth your time to practice. Before we do wrap things up today, I want to pull up for an idiomatic expressions. Because as I've mentioned in the past, idioms are kind of like a f- the flavor of language. Idioms bring a lot of color to the language. And so let's see what idioms we want to take a look at here. The first one is a pretty common one, and people may be familiar with it, to give someone a hand. Give someone a hand. Adriana, what does that mean? First, can I hear you say that, Adriana? Give someone a hand. Give someone a hand. Good. What do you suppose that means? If I say, give me a hand with this, what is that? To help you. Good, exactly, exactly. And so here's a quick phrase with that, Adriana. Could I hear, I'll give the man a hand sorting out his plan. I give the man a hand sorting out his plan. Good, all right. And another idiom here for Mr. Habib to check out, having a leg to stand on. Have a leg to stand on. Good. Very good. Good stuff. Well, um, to have a leg to stand on, this is to say that you have proof for an argument or you have some kind of defense, you know, for what you're saying. Evidence is a leg to stand on. That's pretty much, yeah, what it all comes down to. If we say, like, he, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's just like saying, you know, this guy, he doesn't even have any proof of what he's saying. Or or he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. Habib, could I hear you say, first, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. He doesn't even know this topic. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. He doesn't even know this topic. Yes, sir. Sounding good. That's good use of that idiom. And another one here. We'll see two more idioms, and then we'll wrap this one up for today. Uh, Adriana, here's another. To bury your head in the sand. Bury your head in the sand. Bury your head in the sand. That's not too bad. Not bad at all. So what does this mean? 
Have, are you familiar with this idiom? I, I've used it a couple times lately. Do you know this one? It's kind of the same that we say in Spanish. It's like you don't want to see the the real the reality. Exactly. To bury your head in the sand is kind of ignoring an unpleasant reality. Something that you know, in terms of climate change, we often see done these. These world leaders meet together just so that they can sit and have cocktails and talk about how they're going to fix the world with climate change later. Like, yeah, okay, buddy. Sure you are. Sure you are. Let's see this one here. So just a quick phrase with this. Don't bury your head in the sand. Make a plan. Don't bury your head in the sand. Make a plan. Not bad. Not bad. Very good to kind of exaggerate this in that way plan saying very good and one more idiomatic expression that we'll take a look at mr habib to hold out an olive branch hold out an olive branch hold out an olive branch there it is i like it i like it now this is an interesting idiom this just means a gesture of making peace Doing something to make peace between nations, between friends or family, when there's a conflict, trying to resolve that conflict. An example of this is with my wife. When she is not happy with me, I will bring chocolate. Chocolate, you know, it's an olive branch. I leave the chocolate bar on the table as an offering, and she gobbles it up, and then we can talk, and then. We're able to sort things out. So here's a quick phrase with this here: If you're fighting with a friend, hold out an olive branch and solve it. Can I hear that there? If you're fighting with a friend, if you're fighting with your friend, hold out an olive branch and solve it. Not bad. There's a little nasal in the branch, but overall, you're getting it, buddy. You're getting it. Well. I like how this is sounding, my friends. This is pretty good on this a、uh, kind of sound. This is not an easy one to adapt to. This takes time, but with some focus,、uh, you can definitely pick this up. Something I would most certainly advise everybody listening does is take some of these words that we've been looking at today: man, banana, animal, branch. And put them on the website youglish dot com. That website youglish. If you look up these modified short a words on there, and you select that you want to hear the American accent,、uh, you'll see literally thousands of videos that pop up、uh, with the American accent and、uh, and people、um, saying the words that you're putting in. Just it, it pulls clips from YouTube videos, so check it out. Youglish dot com. It's free. It's worth your time. You can see little clips of particular words or idiomatic expressions, and you can get a good feel for it. I do gotta get to wrapping this episode up for today. Episode sixty four has been a fantastic one in my opinion. And notice the way I just said that fantastic. It wasn't fantastic, but fan. Fantastic! That American A vowel sound is gonna take time to develop, but with a little bit of focus, it'll come along. I say that I've been noticing when I record 
when I uh, edit these, I notice I say that a lot with a little bit of focus, with a little bit of focus, but it's so true. It takes a little bit of focus and knowing what to listen for, and these sounds will start popping out to you all over the place. It'll feel as though you're, uh, well, it'll just feel like like you've got a, you know, a new ability to hear things. So keep up the good work, folks. Keep practicing. If you've listened to this far into the episode at this point, well, it just it means that you are dedicated to picking up on an American accent. Someone just left the room in Clubhouse here. They are not dedicated to picking up an American accent, not like my other friends here who are all hanging around. So thank you for hanging around, and uh, and I hope that uh, you fine folk have gained a little bit of value out of this today. So this just about brings me to wrapping this one up for today. I'd like to say thank you to everybody who contributed here on Clubhouse. Uh, that's, I have so much fun making these rooms on here. Make sure anybody who wants to come and join in on the rooms I'm making on Clubhouse, I'm on there regularly, like almost daily, at least a good four or five days a week. I try to get on for at least an hour or so. I've got this one club I've created, the American Accent Learners Club. It's growing fast. I'm getting some huge rooms and a lot of people coming in just to learn from me. So if you want to come and join with that, feel free to join the club. The rooms are available regularly. And, uh, well, pop in. Come see what we're up to. And secondly, I want to shout out a podcast out there. This guy, Steven. If you take a look at English with Steven, give that a look. You know, look that up. Even after this episode. Check that out, English with Steven. This is a podcast. Uh, he talks about, you know, a lot of things, the history of English. He does uh, a lot to help people prepare for IELTS tests, TOEFL tests, all these sorts of things. Check it out, English with Steven. He has, if you even want to check out a pronunciation-related episode, his episode number 32. It's all about silent letters in English. It's a really solid episode. Make sure you check that out. This guy knows his stuff. Uh, so give him a listen. English with Steven. You certainly will not regret it. Well, this brings me to wrapping this one up for today. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening all the way through. Uh, I've had uh, a lot of fun making this particular episode, chatting with some interesting people. And now I'd like to wish that you enjoy your day, enjoy your meals of the day, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, well, just enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself, and have a good one. <laughs>